Muy bien, y ahora aquí estamos otra vez en el terreno prohibido con el anticristo. Primera vez que viene aquí a México a luchar, así que ahorita le vamos a preguntar exactamente cómo es que se siente. I welcome you to the stage, sir, and I'd like to know how do you feel for the Mexican public to wrestle tonight? Okay, you know, I, I'm just want to tell you one thing. The thing is that I'm the antichrist. And I want other people to have respect at me because I'm the Antichrist. And I don't know who's going to wrestle against me because I'm the best. And I, I want to show the people that Antichrist is the number one. And that's it. I don't have nothing more to say because the Antichrist is number one. Bueno, pues aquí el señor Antiquisto me acaba de informar que él ni siquiera sabe con quién se va a pelear esta noche, pero él está muy seguro que el que venga, pobre de él, porque él lo va a desintegrar totalmente. Señor, le deseamos muchísimo éxito. We wish you very much luck, sir. Gracias. It's the Antichrist. But not God. Not God, because the Antichrist, it's me. <laughs> Greetings. We were just saying that we're okay. Vandal Drummond and Alfredo Esparza, we are okay. Uh, that's the only introduction I could think of uh, since I couldn't think of a song to sing in Spanish today, although I will be learning several new songs and the next few weeks, so God help every one of you who listen. Cool. Um, and uh, aside, you know, a non-lucha note, we just want to open the show saying we just learned that the promotion that we have been involved with for over three years now, Millennium Pro Wrestling, will be having its last show on October 19th. Um, the leader, the promoter, Logan X., is has so many exciting endeavors going on in his life right now and he's just juggling too many balls and had to let one of the balls drop oh that sounds wrong. that sounded so wrong that sounded so wrong <laughs> i don't think i don't think logan wants his balls dropping <laughs> i don't think any of us do well i had mine snipped a few years ago it's not so bad uh <laughs> No, in all seriousness, uh, Logan has you know, you know, great things happening in his professional career, and his daughter is getting to be quite the ballet dancer. He has so many things going on in his personal and professional life that uh, you know, running the indie promotion, you know, is just too much to do it, you know, one time. And uh, once I had a lot of fun wrestling on those shows, met a lot of really wonderful people, and want to give Logan and his family a huge thanks for keeping the show running. It was a really good time, and uh, you know, we'll, we'll address it this more some other time, but definitely want to thank Dan Farron and Ken Knapsack, and uh, Barry. Barry Cohen, of course. And a hundred other people. I, I want to start thanking a bunch of people. Of you know, thanks for for letting me on the playground. I had a great time, uh, even at this advanced age. <laughs> but um, you know, it, the like I said, the last show is going to be October nineteenth. See me Valley Boy Club and uh, Boys and Girls. <laughs> oh, Boy. Boy Club. 
I didn't even <laughs> boy club. That sounds man. And that I'm sounds, sober. I'm that sounds like totally something sober. That sounds something completely different. Yeah. Mm-mm-mm. No, it, it, I bet you should. The last show was that'll be on the other side of the Lucha Legends show. <laughs> You, you got to remember that. Exactly. Exactly. So, uh, you know, uh, any locals come out see the show. I think it's going to be a great final show, and I think a lot of people are going to show up. You know, not just fans, but wrestlers, local wrestlers, to say one last goodbye to Millennium Pro. And again, thank you to uh, Logan Mex and for the bookers like Dan and Ken who uh, just worked their butts off and. Uh, now on to and whiskey Luke. fist. Don't whiskey forget whiskey fist. fist. How could I? How could I forget whiskey yeah. fist, whom I loved? Yeah. I am so glad that before he retired, I had the opportunity to work with whiskey fist yeah. Macintosh. That was one of the most enjoyable matches I've ever wrestled, and uh, I only wish he hadn't retired because I would love to work with him again. And uh, well, on to lucha stuff. And another local note, just. Uh, uh, we'll fill in more in the next week or so. But there's a lot going on in LA. There really I mean, is. One promotion's closing up, and but then like the lucha scene is really getting the crazy. The lucha scene is everywhere. It's, it's insane. And on August 25th, they are having the second annual Leyendas show. Uh, where there's two shows that day, which are it's kind of you kind of wish they could combine them. Exactly. Because um, um, the UIPW group is bringing in Mascara Dorada. That's right. So we're, I'm kind of hoping he kind of shows up at the Legends show so he could finally face off against Vandal Drummond. <laughs> that would actually be a big... Your, and then you that'll read, be your dream match. <laughs> and then you read in Box Ilucha the following week, Mascarada uh, quits wrestling after <laughs> wrestling the most incompetent person that says, I never thought this... Oh, he's wrestled... Ugly! He wrestled, he's wrestled a lot of bad wrestlers. <laughs> <laughs> He's been in the ring with a few bad ones. So, um, but, but yeah, so there's that uh, UIPW show on August 25th, and uh, the Legends show will be at uh, Las Chavas Cafe, like it was last year. This year they're going to be honoring Jalisco Primero. Who was, oh, really? Yes. Cool. Yeah, last year they honored Rey Mysterio Sr. and Jalisco Primero. Who? Who did they? What was last year? Rey Mysterio Sr. Oh, okay, yeah, okay, yeah. And Jalisco Primero, uh, you know, wrestled briefly for uh, LaBelle as Apollo Jalisco, and then went under the hood as El Medico. And uh, is he the is he different from the guy who was in Mexico? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah, because I was like, this guy doesn't look like Jalisco. <laughs> <laughs> I was watching because he's on with the tape that you yeah. have, and I was like, he's not. He doesn't look anything like him. Yeah. And I kept oh, trying to like. In my mind, I kept trying to go, like, I'm, it can't be him. You know, maybe it is him. And it's like, no, it's not. No, one of these things does yeah. not look like the And Jalisco. Jalisco is a name that's been around, so. Yeah, yeah. in every way. The guy here locally is really good, so. He is a, he was a really good wrestler and a great baby face. He's one of those guys who probably could be a great heel, but he was, he knew how to pop a crowd cold, he became, and he just yeah. had a knack. He had... You know, of all the local boys, he's one of those who had an it factor. There's one match, if you ever ask Augie Loya, uh, Jalisco Primero and Cesar Sando Jr., I believe it was 1993, had a hair versus hair just in a tiny little indie arena with probably no more than 200 people. But I remember Augie Loya calling me that night just raving to me and just almost 
giving me a play-by-play of what they did and just said they had the crowd just going bonkers. Wow. Um, and that's it for the local news. There, that's not it for the local news. No, that's news. not it. But we'll that's be here all night. No. We'll be here all night. So there's really not much more. You can, I think. I think a lot of the the actually, bill, actually the should. other big thing is um September eighth. Yes, there is actually, a huge show, which everybody who's not from here who doesn't know who UIPW is mm-hmm. seems to think that they're going to be just like every other indie promotion where they're not going to keep their word and bring in the big names. Mm-hmm. And I keep trying to tell people, no, these guys kind of, they know, they're kind of they're kind of throwing out money like to bring in yes. these guys. They're actually, if there's a group that's going to do it, they might actually, they actually are the ones, you know, because there's always outside forces that are going to, you know, that can change, you know, yeah. CMLL might keep, some, might tell them, hey, there's too many guys going to that show. But on September 8th, there's going to be a show in Pico Rivera where it's going to be, um, they're bringing in La Sombra, Volador Jr., Rush, Diamante Azul, Valiente, Virus, Psychosis, the second one, mm-hmm. um, Morphosis, um, who else? Stuka Jr., Dragon Rojo, Dr- the out of shape Dragon Rojo, <laughs> which we'll talk about. <laughs> okay. um, they're bringing in the TJ guys, Hijo de Rey Mysterio, and all those guys, yes. the, uh, Bestia, and all those guys. It's going to be a packed show. It is going to be, and that's Pico Rivera Sports Arena, yeah. which is a fun place to see a show. It's like you're at the rodeo. This so there's is totally bitching. There is even if those guys don't show up, there's a bit of curiosity as to like if they don't show up, yeah. then you want to see who shows up, you know? Because even if half the guys show up, it's still a pretty and good show. And we should say that so far, UIPW has come through with all the stars they promised. Yeah, and that's they had what Guerrero Maya Jr. on their show. I think they had Cranio too. Mm-hmm. I think at one point or. One of those guys. I, I can't remember if it was Cronin or the other guy who plays uh, Alibrije. Because mm-hmm. there's there's two or three different. I, I, <laughs> yeah. 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 It's like, I don't know. Yeah. It's like one of those things. They brought in Euphoria. Euphoria is another guy who's coming in. Um, they brought him in for sure. Um, Girl Maya Jr. They brought in all the TJ guys. They basically brought in the guys that they promised they're going to bring in. So it's like they have a track record where they've actually done it. The only thing is like now it's a little bit of a bigger, bigger show. Yeah, I'll be curious to see how they draw. I hope they draw well because it, it, even if half the people showed up after yeah. I showed up, it I was still be a kick-ass show. I, I was try, I was telling um some, uh, someone on I was talking about it on Twitter and I said you know even if they just brought in La Sombra and Volador and built it up yeah. as this is your last chance to see possibly see these yes. guys without ma- with mask, it's going to draw. I would go because that's those two guys are basically like. They, they bring in their match that they do in Mexico all the time. It's going to do well because it's a really good match. Yes. So you know, I, I hear so much talk about how CML is eh, and that the wrestlers don't look inspired. But am it's I actually, watching yeah. it wrong? It's been they real. Look no, like, they look like the last fire. The last since May, it's been really good. I was going to say it looks like they're motivated. It's, it's been really I, good. I doubt the payoffs are that good, but something has these guys it, it's, putting their working. It, you have La Sombra, Rush, Casas. All these guys are just pl- yes. wrestling really well. Yeah, so it's like it's 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 you still you always have a show where it's it's kind of like an average show, but even an average show is just a good show. Exactly, and this would be one opportunity to see a lot of the current CMLL stars live in LA. Which yeah, if you're in LA, that's yeah. Lucha is fun to watch. You don't have to go to Mexico. Exactly. (laughs) Lucha is is fun to watch on TV, but man, seeing it live, there's something. Yeah, yeah. Even like average lucha is actually pretty entertaining. Yes. Because you actually you're you're with the crowd. That's the other Mm -hmm. thing. It's like we have breaking news. Breaking news. 
imposible just be Golden Magic well, to retain the IWRG light heavyweight title. Trip out. Breaking news. Imposible. Yeah. <laughs> like, when will it be on YouTube? Probably next week. You heard it here? Like, kind of... <laughs> like, will you be watching it? It's IWRG, so you probably will be watching it. Oh, yeah, it. yeah. Yeah. It might be on earlier. I think that they have so many titles in that promotion, so many yeah. you know, weight classes. And I actually love how they actually do the old school. What promotion thing. doesn't have a bunch of titles now? But there's like a focus on the different weight classes. Yeah, yeah. So that's well, what I love about CMLL it. CMLL does that too, but it's like so many. It's like I can't keep track of any of them. Yeah. The other thing I like about the IWRG, at least the title matches I've seen, is they do the old school thing where the Rudos wrestle like Technicos yeah. for most of the match. Yeah, I was watching. Was um, I was watching some CMLL, and like the first fall and the second fall were like two minute matches. <laughs> <laughs> the two minute falls, and then like the the third fall was like ten minutes. But like, they should mix it up and have like a really long first first fall, fall and then have and a quick third fall. You know, make it unpredictable. Yeah, it's, it's the Ultimo Guerrero. Well, I remember that nineteen ninety match with Atlantis and Emilio Charles Jr. They split a fall, and then the third fall. Uh, that, you know, Charlie's just charges Atlantis, and Atlantis gets him in the backbreaker. And so, like, in less than 20 seconds, the third fall in the championship yeah. is decided. And the place popped like crazy. Yeah. You didn't see anybody go, oh, I paid for this, and that's all I got? <laughs> well, that's the funniest thing. When I, when I was telling Dave Meltzer about the show, he said, yeah, everybody said that was a disappointing match. And I'm going, it was a great match. Yeah, they didn't have a 15-minute third fall with every high spot yeah. in the book. But it was a really good three fall match, and that the, the the rapid third fall made the crowd pop, and that's the idea. You know, did you did you follow um, Dave Meltzer's um, attempt to watch every match from the G One Climax tournament? I heard that he was doing it, but I never heard how it turned out. <laughs> I think he only missed like two shows. <laughs> wow, there were like nine within eleven days, and he said he he I think at that time that he was talking about it. He had missed two of the shows. Wow. They said every single show he watched was really good. That guy must drink coffee. Yeah, it's like, thing. well, I mean, he does that podcast, and it's like at four in the morning. And I was like, man, who's doing podcasts at four in the morning? We, wow. we, we were doing when we were doing Slam and Stand at seven o'clock in that at night. I was falling asleep like by eight thirty. You know, I'm like, really glad. I'm glad he's a healthy eater and stuff. Because could you imagine if he is one of these people who's doing this job and drank lots of coffee, smoked lots of cigarettes? Yeah, he'd, he'd be. He'd be a, 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 yeah, I, I don't know where he gets the energy. <laughs> I, what, what, I don't have that energy. Brian asked him something about um if he was going to go oh, go to the a Raw show or something, a WWE mm-hmm. show. And he's like, no, I got a lot of writing to do. <laughs> a lot of catching up to do on, on on his writing. And I was like, it's like man, how does he have the time to even write and all this stuff? <laughs> that, that should be like a podcast, the other podcast on, this, on Figure 4. Like, when does Dave sleep? What are they, and then they're oh god I gotta tell you this off air uh-huh. okay. <laughs> but it's something else but it's so funny but it's like it's just it's, if you people would like to know what he tells yeah. me out there send twenty five dollars it's it's it's, pay account, it's so account. It, it's so funny that you you just go on that site and it's like all all the stuff that he writes about it's like and who plus, has the time on like, top of that on top of that the historical articles he does you, you know that there's not just one source yeah. of research there. When does he sleep? When does he <laughs> we sleep? Sound, we sound like Seinfeld. When does he sleep? Yeah, when does he sleep? <laughs> Have you ever thought about Dave Meltzer's sleep? I mean, what it's, is the deal with Dave Meltzer sleeping? <laughs> but I mean, it's... It, it, it. I know, like, we like to critique, like, everybody who does it, all mm-hmm. the stuff about wrestling. Because he might not watch everything, but I mean, 
that one, that just this past two weeks where he's trying to watch everything from New Japan. Trust me, as somebody who tried to write about Japanese wrestling, it's like so insane to like just write about that stuff and then keep mm-hmm. up with lucha and American wrestling. It's like you're never going to get around to watching all that stuff. Exactly. I watched AAA. Exactly. Like I watched three months of AAA within the last week. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I, that was basically it. But it's only like a, a, a ninety minute show. Which I is mean, good. I wouldn't blame if he just focused on mixed martial arts because I, uh, man. But see, I think I think you lose a lot if he just did that. Yeah. Because no, I don't think Brian isn't Brian isn't into wrestling. I think it's more it's reverse. I think Brian's more into like the mixed martial arts. Okay. And Dave is the one that's more into wrestling because when he does those shows with um, if you haven't heard them with um, Mike Sempervivi, that show is fucking insane. Okay, I have to listen to that that's, because I like, have not. I like not... that's like that's like that's like when you talk to somebody like who's a wrestling fan, who's actually watching wrestling, talking to Dave who's actually yeah, no, watching okay, wrestling. Okay, that's a, that's what I'm curious about because. I, I got to be honest. I've been off the off the map with even the uh, figure for a podcast lately. Yeah, and there's so many podcasts now that you can't keep up with them. Yeah, well, I'm, am I remembering incorrectly? But didn't it used to be Brian Alvarez and Semper Vivi? Yeah, yeah, but they still do it. They do the Observer. Okay, but, but Melzer does it with because I would actually. This like is to a, hear this that. is a different show. There's the Observer Radio that's mm-hmm. on one of those um, like Sirius Radio or something. Right. That's the one that Brian and Semper Vivi do. Mm-hmm. Then there's the Sin Limite show. Which they can't pronounce Silimite. They can't pronounce Silimite for whatever reason. Silimite. Yeah, yeah. So uh, why call it that? Yeah. It's one of those things, foreign language, sounds cooler or something. And um, I should ask him if I could introduce the show. <laughs> Dos de tres caídas, Silimite de tiempo. But you should pronounce, you should pronounce, mispronounce Silimite. Lincimite. Lincimite. And, um, um, it's a show that they just talk about wrestling straight. Like I'm gonna have they to talk about show. Japanese wrestling. Like they'll do it after like a big um, New Japan pay per view. In fact, you know what? The one podcast I did listen to, and you're gonna laugh because only I would do this. But Cole Cabana podcast. You, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I, it's a good show. <laughs> um, you know how they had several episodes lately where it was dead, devoted just to the mailbag with Dave and Brian. Yeah. Well, they have a long list, and then the name Raul Mata comes up. So I'm like, oh, my God, I got to hear it. <laughs> you fast-forward through the whole thing just to get through it. I almost did. Well, fortunately, fortunately, it was a very busy work day, so I didn't have time to play with my fast-forward yeah. on my iPod. So you're just le- letting the, the MMA talk go in your exactly, head. Like, exactly. Exactly. Well, I... I uh, but the TNA, you're like, what is yeah. he talking about? But what I, is yeah, this But stuff? I listened to it, and the whole podcast was great, and I'm, I sat there saying, hmm, I should listen to this more often. But I just wanted to hear him mention Raul Mata and how awesome he was, which he did, oh. and which he was. Mata was one of the most underrated it, It's in It's history. interesting. What I've noticed when I listen to certain podcasts, if it's something I'm, do, I'm working mm-hmm. while I'm working, it'll just flow. I won't even, like, pay attention to anything. It just... I'll just listen to it, but I just don't remember everything. I'll, I'll remember bullet points. Yeah, but there's it's not something that... But when I listen to it and I'm not doing anything, I'll just, like, tweet about it. <laughs> it's always, like, something I have to tweet about. But Yeah, okay, this is going to be a far-fetched saying this is wrestling-connected. The closest that this is wrestling-connected is I listened to a podcast this past week. Uh, actually, it was, it was recorded last March, but the only wrestling Damn. connection is... <laughs> Is it's, You're way it's behind. Joe Rogan's podcast, and Joe Rogan, of course, does UFC. Yeah, and his guest was David Lee Roth, who. Uh, oh, did he talk about um the talk, Ricky Dozan? He didn't talk about Ricky Dozan, but that was going to be my rationale for mentioning yeah. this podcast. Because, but no matter what kind of fan of whatever you are, find that podcast where David Lee Roth is a guest on Joe Rogan's show. 
it, I look at it and it says it's like over two hours and I'm saying, yeah, like I'm going to listen. Yeah, yeah, two hours of David Lee Roth. I thought David Lee Roth, he always fascinated me. Ever since I read an interview with him in 1981, I thought, whoa, this guy's a lot more uh, three-dimensional than people give him credit for. Uh, I mean, I ended up listening to the whole two hours and when it was over, I said, how about another hour? In fact, it was long. I think it was a little longer than two hours, but... What did you talk about, UFC? No, we talked about everything under the sun. Everything but MMA. But that's that's the interesting thing is at one point, it's like David Lee Roth. I mean, one of the the things I find fascinating about him is he's every bit as fascinated about what other folks are Yeah, yeah. So he's at one point, he becomes the interviewer, not intentionally, but he's asking Joe Rogan all these questions about the inner workings of MMA. And David Lee Roth also gives a lot of insight in... He's living in Japan right now. Oh, really? Yeah, for... So that's probably why he did the Ricky Dozan thing, right? Yes, exactly. And he's... uh, He's... He's writing a book on Japanese wrestling. Oh, that I'd buy it. Whether it was good or bad, if David Lee Roth wrote it, I'd buy it. Yeah. But but he's... His new friend is Konashiki, the former sumo. Oh, really? For being the largest sumo ever. And... uh, Uh... yeah, wrestling fan, not wrestling fan, whatever. You got to listen to this podcast. It was just plain bitching. And he does mention pro wrestling oh, he several does. times. He talks about how the music business evolves and talks about how pro wrestling has done the same thing. Does he know Stuka Jr. uses his music? I don't know, but I, I, we, maybe we should try uh, who, who was the other one? Yeah, he's the only one I think that uses right now, um, Van Halen. And David Lee Roth would probably be one of the few people who knew right away what Stuka Jr. means. He's yeah. one of those guys who just seems like like a curious like a cat this just looks and so anyway I, I, could ima- I couldn't resist I could imagine him being like oh that's cool like if you show him a pic of Stuka Jr. Like, oh that's cool then like five minutes later call my lawyers <laughs> <laughs> there's, a, there's a there's a Mexican promotion <laughs> using my music and I'm not getting any royal- royalties <laughs> <laughs> you never know yeah hey you never know about that Oh, so anyway, there's, uh, so you were telling all me the there's big, AAA guys going to, to NOAA, I mean, not to NOAA, to All Japan. And yeah, there's, because, as you know, CMLL. the big breakup in All Japan was, um, Mudo left. Mm-hmm. So he took, <laughs> like, practically half the roster. You're right. And the only guys who are with, um, All Japan are basically, um, the NOAA guys who left. Mm-hmm. Akiyama, all those get the, the, the five guys, and then there's, like, about Suwama and a couple of other guys who stayed. Well, 14 in total. That's the the roster, fourteen in total. So then they, this on this the latest tour that's going on right now, they have um, Drago and Argenis working over there. Cool. And then in um, September they're gonna have Cuervo. No, yeah, Dark Cuervo versus um, Loki. Cool. So um, and here's another one. Their owner, the the All Japan owner, he's gonna get into the ring too. Really? To wrestle. What's the story with that? <laughs> everybody is made. There a story? Everybody made a joke. Well, he's. He's fucking nuts. But uh, besides that, um, everybody makes a joke that, well, they need wrestlers. So <laughs> they, they probably want to bring him in. But it's like, it's like, like yeah, he's nuts. He's a, he's a little bit out there. But it's like, it, when you get in wrestling, we just talked about all these Will, that, will they have like, wrestle David Arquette, maybe? Um, he's wrestling, I think, um, a tag match. And I think it's him and somebody else versus wow. Chono and somebody else. 
it's like some sort of angle that they're doing. Yeah, I'd be, I'd be scared. Yeah. Of I haven't really been keeping up with that stuff because it's like, like I said, it's hey, I you saw- gotta you gotta focus on one thing at one at at one point. It's right. like, and I think Lucha's got to be like the focal point now. Yes, I just think it's Lucha is it. Yeah, it's baby. It's, it's, it's it's there's too much going on in Lucha for me to like be doing a, paying too much. <laughs> and either way, you have to pay attention to Japanese wrestling because there's a lot of. A lot of lucha going over there, luchadors going over there. A lot of Japanese guys coming over here. Yeah, I, to I, Mexico. I have going to, to say, I'm guilty of always saying, "Oh, I'm going to start watching some New Japan because I heard how great it is." I watch it. I, I just don't I, have I, time. No, I, yeah, I have no doubt it's great. But yeah. so far, the only times I've watched it are when somebody like Sombra is. Yeah, like when I, I mean, send you the the YouTube exactly, clip. <laughs> Actually, exactly. You, yeah, I did post it right. I posted yes, it. You did. Yeah, and I loved the um, match. What else was there? And a lot of the New Japan guys are going to um, CMLL. Um, Tanahashi is going to be in the. Will be his vacation. Yeah, in his vacations, the <laughs> Universal Tournament is his vacation mm-hmm. time, and you know it's kind of funny because we joke about it, but you kind of can't blame him because he just finished working the G One Climax Tournament, and you hear all these guys coming out of that like with broken noses, broken ribs, <laughs> you know, broken cheek jaws or whatever they have. You know, they're all injured. They're all like bad backs and everything. So, I mean, if he goes to Mexico, and it it, it looks bad. Mm-hmm. But it looks bad to uh, to the lucha fans, yes. not bad to the New Japan fan. You know the and that's that's the important thing for him. Mm-hmm. You know, CML has other guys who they're they're focusing on other things right now. He could New Japan is the meat. Yeah, yeah. Right now, and and in CML, he's not the focal point. And that's the other thing I've always noticed. Like Tanahashi isn't really focused. Like he's never like even when he goes. Like if you ever noticed, he's not like they don't treat him as like a big deal. Like it's like oh they do talk about him. Like oh it's Tanahashi from New Japan, but it's never like. It wasn't like Liger. Like, remember when Liger came over? Liger, okay. the Japanese legend, Jushin Liger, or Nakamura. Nakamura, yes. like, I think Nakamura, by the time he was done, it was like, fuck, this guy's legit, you know? Yes. He's, he's, he's the real you know, deal. It's kind of actually cool. I know it's probably not the intention, but there's been so many times where the CMLL guys have gone to New Japan and have been kind of kept on the under. Yeah, yeah, and that's how. So it's kind of cool that one of New Japan's top guys. And he doesn't mind. And, and that's he, cool. He, 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 looks, kudos he looks like the type of guy who doesn't really mind being like, like having other people yeah. like be the stars. We need more people like. And the other business. guy, the other guy who's going to go to um, CMLL, CMLL is um, the guy who everybody raped about in the G One Climax, um, mm-hmm. Tomohiro Ishii. Ah. He's like the short, stocky guy. Okay, I have not he was, seen him. He was more of a. He was like he's a, he's been around for a long time, like an indie guy in in the past, like with um, World Japan. I and may all have those. seen him and not yeah. realized it then. Yeah, let me look him. <laughs> I'll look him up for you. And <laughs> Very cool, rocking. Keep on talking. Ask well, me a question or whatever. The news that has my inner mark totally jazzed, the, totally excited is all the old timers wrestling. Well, of course, that's big. Well, okay, second biggest news. Oh, really? Is uh, there is going to be a new ad- addition in the ring, a new push to my favorite uh, family in professional wrestling, the Costas family. Well, it's not really a, a push; it's a debut. The debut of Danny. Oh, I, really, I thought. Oh, I thought he had already had some. Matches. No, he's debut. Well, this he's CMLL debuting in CMLL. Okay, he gotcha. Has, he's been around for a while. I think he's been around for a while. So this is. So he has. Yeah, he's been around since it says here since two thousand five. But he yeah, I know. That's what I keep thinking because I, I, you know, like you know, a lot of people who are into lucha and stuff, but mm-hmm. sometimes you don't want to ask them. Um, have I seen this guy? Because they'll be like, "Dude, you, you've seen him," <laughs> you know? Because I've seen it. I. I pretty much seen everybody. Like, if there's somebody, I've probably seen them. 
it, but it's just hard to remember oh, I'm all such these a people. Space cadet. Yeah, it's I like, forget. I it's forget. Like, you just remember like, all from one day yeah, to the next. It's embarrassing, but it's just the way I was born. Yeah, he's been around for for a couple of years, but he's going to be debuting in CMLL this Sunday. Danny Casas. Very cool. Yeah. Um, the the big the big angle for the Casas fam for the Casas family is um, Tiger was kicked out of the TRT. Ah, what's the story about that? Uh, remember, Evangelist won the En Busca de Un Idolo tournament. Mm-hmm. That's Ishii. Okay. Um, he, um, while he was in that tournament, they were kind of teasing that he might be a possible member of the TRT mm-hmm. uh, with Ray Bucaneron Terrible and Tiger. Well, <laughs> this past Sunday, they, uh, they, they, they were going to have a trios match. Against um, the the trios, the Mex- I think they're the well, the trios champs, um, La Mascara, Rush, and Titan. Mm-hmm. And um, as they're doing the interview, they asked Terrible, Terrible, can you say it's official? Vangelis is part of the team. He said, yes, he's he's part of TRT. And not only that, Tiger's out. <laughs> uh, very bluntly. Yeah, Tiger's out. Well, he did. He he pretty much he made it understand that you know Vangelis is in. So then, like. A couple of interviews later, before uh, Tiger's match, they asked Tiger, Tiger, how do you feel about being kicked out of uh, uh, TRT? And he's like, well, you know, there's better, there's there's a reason for it. I wish, you know, trying to be all politically. He kind of looked a little bit bummed out of it oh. about it. And he's like, well, you know, now I could team up with, and they asked him if he could team up with his um, family. And I think that's what they're doing. They're going to build up a... A Casas group because they had oh, that's pretty cool. They've actually. been they've been having a lot of opening like when it's a big show. Mm-hmm. They've had like matches where it's Felino and Tiger and Puma teaming up. Mm-hmm. And Tiger and Puma, are, I mean, I've been saying they should team up. Re- I love that regular animal tag. I, I love them as a tag. And yeah, Felino, there you go, yes. three. And um, and I know and and when they announced the lineups for the next show, that's mm-hmm. when Danny Casas showed up. And I go, oh, maybe down the road we're gonna have like a Junior Casas family trio. Lower in the card or something. Oh man, it doesn't which would get be more pretty awesome. Than that, I must yeah, say. but I hope they do team with Felino and cool. Negro Casas and Princesa Blanca and definitely, <laughs> definitely Princesa Blanca and not Dallas. <laughs> <laughs> Although Dallas is pretty hot, so I, I yeah. Can't. So we give her we give her pets. Yes. Uh, now, uh, what is the update with the two key key feuds? One being Atlantis and Ultima Guerrero. The other being you want to know what Rush the, and Negro Casas. You want to know the key, the the update on Atlantis Ultima Guerrero, yes. their feud. Ultima Guerrero is currently feuding with Rey Scorpion and the the that group that he dumped. Um, I forgot Revolucionarios. Mm-hmm. They're feuding. Okay. <laughs> so they basically have the Atlantis feud and that feud going on too. That's oh, just please a, don't let this be a cage of death when the... Uh, oh, no, they're not going to oh, change please, that. But, but that, I think that's going to be the next... They're keeping that going because I guess oh, gotcha. maybe, maybe they'll do something down the road. And, <laughs> and, and that feud, what, what everybody's noticing is um, when Dragon Rojo comes out to wrestle, he's mm-hmm. wrestling with a shirt on. Interesting. And like when the times that he's been without the shirt, he's uh, got a little bit more of a gut. A bit of a midriff. Yeah, but... yeah. So, so everybody's like, oh, he must be off his... Um, off the juice. Off the juice or something. But um, you know, more protein injections. I should or mention. Protein yeah, protein I shakes, should mention. Yeah. Um, there was actually a really good um, trios comedy trios match recently on CMLL, and I totally forgot what it was. I think it was Pesta Negra versus um somebody. 
surprisingly good. When it comes back to you, we'll, we'll cover it on the yeah. next Lucha <laughs> Next Lucha World podcast, Fredo Remembers. From the vaults. Yes, yes. Fredo Remembers. Yes. Yeah, I think it was two weeks ago, probably. Very cool. Yeah. Um, what else was going on? Oh, there's a tryout for um, AAA. Oh, do tell. In, What's the story? In San Jose, uh, Mass Republic and Pro Wrestling Revolution are holding a tryout. Conan's going to come in on September 14th mm-hmm. to, um, I think it's 40 slots. 40 wrestlers can try out whoever wins, gets a, gets two, two gets to work two matches at, um, in AAA okay, so. later in, I guess, 2014, because it's September, so it all yes. Yeah, so um, that's something to... Some opportunity. Yeah, knocks. it should be interesting. I, I'm, I'm curious to see who shows up for a tryout. Will, the recently notified with free with free time Vandal Drummond <laughs> be available for a tryout? I think I'm in good enough shape to be their timekeeper. <laughs> I ha- I no seriously. I could see you I'm working like this... I could see you working uh, openers against um like Gran Apache. I could probably do that. <laughs> He'd probably kick my ass, but I'd probably working do with it. the Exoticos with Mamba and uh um, I'd do that. And Pimpinella. I'd do that. <laughs> Pimpinella's regressed to the point. And then Pimpinella's saying, finally, somebody that I'm more man than. Pimpinella's regressed to the point where you, you're actually now uh, above her. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Pimpy, what it. have you done? Somebody was pointing out that, that he doesn't look as good, and it's like, well, getting older. He's getting older. He's yeah. been around over 20 years. Yeah, and some of the stuff they do is so crazy. Yes. Yeah, I mean, so. he's one of those exoticos who worked his butt off for many years, so... Well, like I said about old-timers, when they get older, if they can make money just kind of doing comedy matches or sitting in the corner while their tag partners do the work, power to them. You know who, who what would be funny? If we, like, dressed up Aerostar... Mm-hmm. Like in a like as a gringo, <laughs> and Adam show up like we should we should kickstarter his his attempt to get into the this tryout. Maybe he could get some matches. <laughs> That'd be awesome. <laughs> He'd get two matches. That's oh, more than he he's guaranteed two matches in AAA. So, did I tell you of Conan the story about Conan seeing the milk carton I made? No, I made because we, we were joking about Aerostar um, not being on any shows. You're right, right, and. Um, um, Lucha Blog Cubs fan, mm-hmm. his Twitter account. He he puts this little um, uh, like missing uh-huh. Aerostar and writes all this stuff. And I go, I go, I go. Oh, I'm gonna look for a, a milk carton. So I put, it, I find this milk carton on. on, on I Google search it. Mm-hmm. Perfect positioning, and I put Aerostar's picture on there. Uh-huh. <laughs> and it says missing and all this stuff. And I send it to um, to everybody, to a couple of people. People retweet it, and as as um, Conan had mentioned. He'll see a lot of retweets on his timeline, mm-hmm. and he saw it, and he's like, he's like very clever. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, I was like, I'm glad you liked it. Totally. I go. Cool. So I he's like, like so he's like, someday I'll give a reason. He's supposed to give a reason on a podcast as to why he's not on a show, why really? Arrow Stars not on shows, which he hasn't. It's been two shows. He hasn't mentioned it, and um, and I thought, I thought, I I, I told him. Well, don't bring them back too soon. I want to make T-shirts with the milk carton. <laughs> I can make a few bucks. And he's like, he's like, well, don't bug me. He's like, well, don't bug me for three months then. And I'm like, well, fine. I, I, I got to make some money. 
I love it. Yeah. I love it. Hey. I'm horrible. That'd at... be a third world neutral world. Yeah, show. that's that'd be that... pretty bitching. I should actually do that. I, I think you should. I think you should. <laughs> yeah, missing and have everybody wear it at AAA shows. <laughs> just send it. To, just send it to Mexico. Like it drop be, it in a cart it or something. Could, it could either make or break his career. It could be yeah. one or the other. It would be bitching. He's on Twitter if you guys are looking for him. <laughs> he's not missing. He's on Twitter. He's not really missing. Aerostar's on, on Twitter now. Thank God. I was, I was going to yes. call like Nightline or 2020. Yeah, so that's, that's the... Triple A's, A's holding a tryout. Um, what else is going on? They have a... Oh, their, their big angle is they're trying to elevate um, La Secta to main event status. Mm-hmm. They turned on Cibernetico on their, at their last TV taping. Yes. So, I'm kind of curious how that's going to turn out because La Secta has been around a long time, but there really have been Cyberneticos. They're either a mid card group without Cybernetico, mm-hmm. or they're a main event group around Cybernetico, or whoever else. And it's like it's going to be interesting because I I think oh they actually had Cuervo uh, turn on uh, Fabi. Oh really? They're dating so or they're a couple or something. And they had him slap, like, they turned on her, they beat her up. Triple A is one of the where I got to say, I, I, I could never stand all the romance angles in WWE. I always thought they were idiotic. But there's something, I don't know, there's something compelling about the ones in Triple A. Yeah, they're like... Ask me why. I, I still you think... You can almost believe they're dating. Yes, time, yes. Well, and it's not, like, it's, it's not done in a way where it's, like, the acting. The acting is yeah. so bad, like, like... Like I made a joke on Twitter how I can't I don't understand how people can watch Total Divas. Do you watch that show? I haven't watched it. And I'm like, how the fuck can you watch this shit? It's so bad. I mean, the acting on the on WWE is bad enough. Well, how can you watch an hour of these chicks just bitching and moaning about their lives? It's like, it's like yes, what? How bad is it? They look hot. I mean, oh my god, I'm dating I, I, I think... I'm dating John Cena and, <laughs> and Daniel Bryan. My life is horrible. My sister's moving. My god. I think, yeah, I mean, when when I when I see lines delivered so many times, uh, you know, on WWE, you know, with a few exceptions, I, I feel like there's probably better quality porn lines <laughs> yes. these days. There is, and nowadays I yeah. think there is, probably is better porn <laughs> porn acting than wrestling acting. You know what I I hate? Oh, I got to tell you, I was watching the Tercera Caída show. Mm-hmm. I think this is probably the the big story of this thing. Mm-hmm. And Negro Navarro was going on a rant about pro wrestling and he was talking about like how nowadays you so watch so much bad there's stuff that's of, offensive mm-hmm. he's like he's like and he and and they were doing the top 10 moments they do a top 10 moments at the start of the show on tercera caída mm-hmm. and then they show like the bad parts like the okay. best like the worst moments the best, and the worst. the best like they'll do the, the top 10 is the best and they'll do like here's the really bad one and they did they do this clip where, where zumbido shows his butt Mm-hmm. During a cage match, and Negro Navarro's talking. He's like, he's like, you know, there's a lot of bad stuff. He's like, he's like, and and I can't stand like what you guys just like. I was back there watching TV, and you guys are showing somebody's butt. Mm-hmm. It's like, and that offended me. And I was like, <laughs> and I was thinking as I'm watching this because you talk about all this bad wrestling and stuff. Right, yes. And I'm like, man, what would it be like if if Negro Navarro was watching like the Divas matches? <laughs> Can you imagine? Like, oh cause they, did you hear the story about how they screwed up the, the finish of their match? No, I didn't. Like, there was, like, I think it was a sharpshooter or something, and they, like, the guy wouldn't, the ref wouldn't call, wouldn't ring the bell or anything because she screwed up the, mm-hmm. the, the, the way she placed oh, it. Oh, was this some raw? Yeah, the raw yeah, match. I remember it being talked about. Yeah, and I, and I was like, and, and, and usually you think, you know, 
refs have to do it because they have to, but it's like, it's, it was that bad where this ref was like, I can't do it. It's this bad. I go, how bad? Because you see, like, if you watch Botchmania and all this stuff, yeah. there's so much bad stuff. Like, wrestling is built on a lot of bad stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, we all think, oh, man, wrestling's great and all this stuff. But then you always remember, oh, yeah, this guy missed a, a dive. Or somebody you could lip read or what they're saying right. to the guy. Like, Sid Vicious does that all the time. Did that all the time. And um, But it's like, you watch all this stuff and it's like, just basic stuff. The, the divas are so bad at They're it. They're terrible. It's like, well, that's why I haven't watched the show. Is because what what little I do watch of WWE, it's like they all look the same to me. They all look a little too thin. They look malnourished. Yeah. They. So you missed the part where the the girl's nipple showed up. <laughs> oh God, I did. I missed a nipple. God, I haven't seen a nipple in so long. With this age of internet, internet. I can't find any nipples anywhere. <laughs> I just laugh how everybody made a big deal about it. I was like, I didn't even know it. I, I think if, if Meltzer wouldn't have mentioned yeah. it, I wouldn't have noticed you know, it. So, well, I, I, I swear, this country is so hung up on nudity. nudity it's yeah. like, I'll never forget getting a tape from a wrestling in France. This was 1990. You, but you notice Negro Navarro wasn't offended about that. <laughs> he was offended about the ass. He was in Yes, band, yes. Uh, yeah. which, and I, somebody giving the I remember Playboy Buddy Rose giving the moon all the time yeah. in 1980 I mean I think it's been around for yeah. longer than we think even but um, <laughs> where was I going with this <laughs> we don't want to know that's just kidding yeah. <laughs> uh, um, back to the nipple <laughs> yeah, back in, oh, oh how hung up America's on a nudity I, I remember watching this tape from France was uh around 1990 and they're having pretty elaborate entrances and this one uh, guy who had like a Playboy gimmick was uh, uh, you know accompanied to the ring by two uh, topless show by topless showgirls like Vegas looking showgirls and it wasn't like uh, all the guys in the audience are like trying to reach and grab for their boobies or people (laughs) are passing out like oh my god they're topless like this is sexy. They're topless, yeah. and it's on TV. Yes. <laughs> I mean, Jesus! Yeah. Uh, it, <laughs> I mean, it, a nipple. My God! It, it just, it just, it, just, it. I, I, I think the, the, I do agree with him on the thing about the butt. Like, mm. you just can't do. You can't like replay that and error like you know like it's yeah. And you, the one thing I will say, if is, it's an accident, yeah, it happened that one time, and you move on. You don't have to show a replay yeah. of it and. It just seems a little... I, I, thought, I thought it was a funny Buddy Rose spot because he was the heel and his pants got yanked down and he was embarrassed, you know, all that good stuff. But, and plus, once somebody starts doing it, everybody starts doing it all the time. <laughs> well, weren't they doing it as a regular spot on dark shows about six years ago when CML wrestlers were, were all working like two or three times a day and they were just getting burnt out? I heard that they were doing... Yeah, like spots. comedy spots. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I think there was for a while. I think somebody was doing that for a while. I can't remember what it was, but there was a period in time. I remember it was when Mystico was really huge. I, I believe it... I, I might be wrong, but I think it was the year he nabbed Wrestler of the Year. But they were doing such bang of business that they were just overbooking everybody. Yeah. And, uh, you guys were just burned out. Burned out, yeah. Somebody called... Some some dude actually called Negro Navarro a dinosaur. I don't even know where, oh, how... Brother. He was mentioning that. That he's like he's like... He's like, I go to shows and somebody said I was the dinosaur. I'm like, who the fuck calls Negro Navarro? Okay, first like of all, to, like first to... of all, if it was a wrestler, mm-hmm. that guy should have been bitch slapped. 
Because, I mean, yes. there is no way you, you treat a guy... You don't treat a, a person who has done as much as Nergo Navarro has done. And do, have you looked at him today? Yeah. Dude still looks I bet, like I bet that guy could, like, outpace half yeah. the guys in the program. And he doesn't look like the type of person who, like, is going to take that, so, like, sitting down, you know? I know, you look I like know. somebody who's no, going to... No, he's somebody I wouldn't piss off. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, you look, look at the shape he's in at his age. Yeah. It just... It just... It... it he did man- he did mention like Negro Navarro was talking about how he would really like to see um see like CMLL and maybe some of the other promotions start booking them the veterans against the younger guys mm-hmm. he's like not put the old guys versus the old guys like I want to see us because it's not to he's like it's not to like embarrass the young guys but it's to see if they could actually wrestle it's like because a lot of these guys he was talking about how a lot of these guys nowadays a lot of younger guys it's like they spend more time at the pharmacy than they do training there's, that's probably he's like, true. He's I like, mean, they're <laughs> Dragon Rojo. I think that I think he, Dragon Rojo must have been at an indie show or something, mm-hmm. and somebody must have told him that. Because I mean, like I like, I think Dragon Rojo is passable as a worker, mm-hmm. but it's like he's like he's not that great. Yeah, I I dig him, but I wouldn't say he's a top tier wrestler. Yeah, yeah. So, I, I just like him. I think he's cool. Yeah. But well, you know, one one thing is you see a lot of. Guys breaking out into flying moves so yeah. soon to the matches, and it seems like so many matches. I think that's what he was referring to more than than like the. Yeah, I mean, this is going to make you know me sound old, and not that I was ever great, but I remember when I was learning lucha libre skills. Man, they had you doing every simple tumble over and over again till you could do it in your sleep. The most simple holds till you can do them in your sleep, and it seems like a lot of guys just. They start the match flying, and they end the match flying. Yeah. And where I think that they could really uh, use some, some lessons from people like Solar, uh, Black Terry, Negro Navarro, is I still think you could do a lot of mat wrestling and make it entertaining. I still think you yeah. can. I know you'd probably have to... Well, see, I modernize think, it a bit. I, I, I'm not saying you can go back to the old days. I think, I think if you're going to take the mat wrestling, you probably have to go with more Blue Panther because mm-hmm. he actually he's actually figured out how to blend it where it's like something you could everybody can watch. Actually, that's whereas true. Negro Navarro, mm-hmm. a lot of it is like because I get a lot of people who like really like Navarro, but mm-hmm. then you always have like a couple of people who are like, but it's this, it's just mat wrestling. <laughs> it's like gotcha. it's like it's like yeah, but it's really awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and it's and it's but it's like the, well, I'll agree. Like if you watch Negro Navarro versus Solar, mm-hmm. like two years ago, mm-hmm. it's gonna be the same thing every single match. Or right now, it's gonna be the same match because they always do the same thing. Where you're saying Blue Panther, whereas Blue Panther, well, Negro Casas, Negro Casas can yes. have great matches with Mascara Dorada. Remember the match we saw uh, in City of Industry with Blue Panther and Dos Caras? Yeah, not. That was a great, great match, and they did minimal bumps. Yeah. And, and there wasn't, like, a rest hold match. They were doing chain wrestling, and the crowd was going nuts for it. It was yeah. an American crowd, too. And that's one thing I've always wondered why, like, certain promotions here don't use lucha. Yes. They'll just, they love the Japanese, the strong style, mm-hmm. Japanese strong style. But they won't bring in like lucha. It's like, oh no, lucha. But then they'll use the Dragon Gate style. That's right, the that's right. the Dragon Gate is basically lucha. And and I think it, I, it's it evolved from that. Most of those dudes, yes, yes, yeah. so much has evolved. Most of those dudes were trained by Sky Day, so people it's like, don't realize what an influence lucha had on Japan. There's a lot of people, who, yeah, you know, don't realize that. Yeah. Well, and and I think if they did more of that mat wrestling, 
Yeah, they could still do the flying moves, but they wouldn't be doing it from the start of the match to the finish, and they'd save... Oh, I do kind of enjoy it. I do line. enjoy some of that. I flank. Like if a guy just flies all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of entertaining sometimes. It's entertaining, but, yeah. but it's like, I'm, I'm trying to think of the guys 10 years from Yeah, now. yeah. No, and I'm, I, I'm, I'm talking about, like, if you're watching, like, a full card, yeah, you can't have everybody being this, doing the same thing. Everybody has to be a little different. Yeah, it'd be like if you put on the play Hamlet and all the extras well, it's wanted like, to be Hamlet. It's too. like that show I was telling you about, the CML show that had um, mm-hmm. it had a it had a really good like I think it was one of the the semi main that was really good, and then the main event. Mm-hmm. If you're not into comedy, you would have hated it, but the comedy they did was really entertaining. It had Marco Corleone. I think it had Marco Corleone and Thunder in it. I think both of those guys were in there. I love stuff like that. Well, I Thunder actually. Yeah, yeah, but it was either it was it was Casas and Felino were in the mm-hmm. match. I'm pretty sure it was two weeks ago. Let me look this up. Let me if look it's this on up. YouTube, send me the link, please. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was an entertaining uh, Isn't it comedy match. How I reflect, how I can't speak. Isn't it amazing? And I just spent Isn't I just spent it? earlier the day just are discussing how wrestling people on Facebook can't. Right, <laughs> I can write. I just can't speak can't very speak. well. Yeah, isn't it amazing how I rely on Alfredo Esparza for all the good wrestling on YouTube? <laughs> there, let me look this up because it was on Terra dot com. So I'm pretty sure it, it's on. There. Yeah, the ter- Terra dot com. What what time? Pacific three, time. Three p.m. Okay. Pacific time. And it's the live feed. And, and yeah, it's live. It's live. You sit around and you watch. Sometimes it crashes. <laughs> you complain about it. And if you're like me and you forget to watch the live feed, is there any way to um, see the, it? The lightning match and the final two matches are usually on the... The Cubs fan will post it on okay. the 52MX. And if you have um, LATV, mm-hmm. it airs at, um, I'm thinking, six, 5 to 6. 5 o'clock, they'll air a replay mm-hmm. of, the, of the show. And at 6, they'll air the, the, new, the newer show. But that's, okay. the, that's the Sunday shows. Here, let me look it up. I think it's... I don't know if Cubs fan has the match, though, because... Yeah, it was um, the 8-4 show. Mm-hmm. It was Shocker, Marco Cor- Corleone, and Thunder versus Felino, Mr. Nebla, and Nero Casas. Oh, that's awesome. And it was actually a pretty good... Enter- it was an entertaining uh, comedy match. I can picture that being entertaining. And I it mean, had Thunder. Even but with- it's because Thunder and Marco were working with the with the Casas brothers and Mr. Niebla and Shocker. Yeah. Mr. Niebla and Shocker. I mean, those two guys basically have been together since... Right. Together at the hip since, like, 98. So they know what to do. Um, but that I mean, show... Shocker involved in any match. That show, what was really good is the Angel de Oro versus Puma match. Ooh, that's That was good. a really good match. Um... Just got a text message. <laughs> I got a text message. I don't know what it is. Yeah, but, I but that show out. that show actually had a pre- that was a pretty good match, the Angel de Oro Puma match. Well, I think we covered quite a bit in a short amount of time, and yeah. uh, we'll cover a little bit more because I'll I'll oh, you'll watch actually watch. Something. I'll actually watch. Something. You're you're the you're the anti Dave Meltzer. I was telling Fredo, I was embarrassed. <laughs> I was embarrassed doing this podcast tonight because when we were doing Slam and Stan, it was like that was like. My M.O., my character. I was yeah. the guy who came on and talked about how I don't, don't watch any wrestling, but we're going to talk about wrestling tonight. Yeah. Well, Lucha World, I try to you know, keep somewhat up on current Lucha, and, well, between the last show and this show, I've watched absolutely nothing. And, and I, you haven't read anything. <laughs> oh, man. Have you read anything? Probably just, like, the 
I've, oh, no, just no, the no, alley, that, the alley the other, stuff. See, that's the other reason I'm embarrassed is because I even haven't even read anything, you know, on the Cubs fan or any updates. I've been you, you, you've I've only been you, you're you're in shock. You're in shock over um, your promotion closing. That's right. MPW. I'm stunned. Yeah. I'm shocked. I'm bewildered, bewitched. We need more pics of uh, Dark Angel. Am I right? Oh, yes, you are right. I agree. <laughs> I agree. Dark Angel. Shout out. Princess of Balanca, too. <laughs> Dark Angel and a white princess. Mm. <laughs> I, I like how when I told my friend to draw um, Princess Ablanca, mm-hmm. he drew Snow White, and it's like I never told him anything that it looked like Prince um, Snow White. <laughs> I was like, I was like, oh, I, what can you do? Yeah, it's like I, I'm not gonna bug him about it, but it, it looks like it's Snow White. It looks nothing like Princess Ablanca. Oh, man, <laughs> Princess Ablanca's never been that blonde. Mm. Yeah, so. Okay, well, we will be back, you know, really soon. Yeah, we'll probably be talking about the Legends show. Yes, we will. And we'll have a whole bunch apparently of we're, you're Apparently, you're not going to the MPW show in August. Because oh, it's yes. canceled. It's canceled. So you're uh, not wrestling. I won't be wrestling August 31st. You went from having two bookings. In one week, which I Which was a record. You were, you were so excited at the paydays you were going to get. <laughs> and now you're just down to one. I know. So you, so any any promoters out there looking for somebody to wrestle on? That's right. <laughs> yeah. They're like, no, no, no. I gotta play hardball, yes. man. You have to give me ten dollars. Ten dollars. Ten dollars. Ten dollars and some and some chips. <laughs> some sun chips. <laughs> or a torta. You want a torta? A torta. A torta. I want a torta. And, a, and a soft drink. A torta. Has to be a Starbucks. I, 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 I got to admit, with the exception of one, all the all the lucha promoters uh, usually gave me at least twenty. I must say. Really? Yeah, That's that was even good. like 20 years back. I, there, there was one exception. I'm not going to say who it was. Um, Dan Farron. Dan Farron. <laughs> <laughs> no. and, uh, and, I, and I always got what was promised, uh, promised to me from MPW, too. So I always got what payoffs they promised me. Cool. Um, and... Uh, what actually, was your... Actually, pick- make, actually make that two Lucha promoters who... Uh, who, uh, if we keep up, it'll be three. Yeah, if I really think about it, I'll think of more. But the ones I worked for, the majority yeah. were always pretty square with me. I always knew I wouldn't make more than that, but I didn't care because I was just having fun. Um, what were you going to ask me? It was what was your favorite MPW match? <laughs> There's so many. The one you actually, the one you wrestled in. Oh, the one I wrestled in. Okay, uh, I because really, you don't really watch the rest of the show because you're busy. That's right. I'm yeah. catching up with everybody, yeah. so I, I couldn't honestly critique the rest of the show. My two favorite matches, uh, when Frankie and I wrestled Whiskey, Fists, Macintosh, and Josh Dunbar, I always wanted to have a thoroughly wacky match that's just beyond a comedy match that is just surreal. It was the closest thing to being back in incredibly strange wrestling in a long time. Yeah. And uh, all three guys were just a joy to work with and Whiskey Fists I said it before Whiskey Fists Macintosh and Wildman Jack Armstrong you're having a bad day hang with them they're natural antidepressants <laughs> they they just get you in a good mood and the other match was when I wrestled, wrestled uh, Ricky Itaki on the Battle Royal show in 2012 okay uh, and that was one of my favorite shows because that was a night where a whole bunch of guys who hadn't seen each other in eons uh, gathered and 
you know, showed up. And uh, the first time I had seen Principate in do in years. Uh, but the match with Ricky Taki was special because uh, I had known him for years, but we actually never worked together. We never, I think I refereed a few of his matches back in the 80s, but we never actually got to work in the ring. So it was really cool to be able to do that. And that was the night that I. I found out, yeah, I can still do the Casas bump. <laughs> I can't do a lot of, a lot yeah. of ring, but I can still do the Casas, the Casas bump. bump. And, uh, um... You're going to name all of them. <laughs> they were all my favorite match. <laughs> no, and, and, and I, I, you know, had, had, had fun being a lucky PR, too, obviously. Um, Did you, was that the one you worked with um, Nikki, right? Yeah, I worked with Dickie yeah. twice as Lucky yeah. Pierre. Once at uh, that Yankee Doodles place and once at the Boys Club. Yeah, because I think one of them somebody and said was horrible. Another match, another <laughs> match. The one I taped for YouTube, the guy said it was the worst match he's ever seen. <laughs> but then I remember the other one was the one that was actually good. <laughs> I mean, so I thought they the were... Yeah, yeah. No, apparently I'm supposed to tape the bad yeah. one. I, yeah, and I don't mind being everyone's a, a cri- Everyone's a critic on YouTube. Everybody's a critic, especially yeah. when I suck. People yeah. are critics. Um... Oh, and one match I really enjoyed, another one of my favorite matches was also the 2012 Battle Royal itself, because uh, I went in as Vandal Drummond, and then I went back in as Lucky Pierre. Lucky Pierre runs in the oh, ring, yeah. and Thunder Kitty just throws her right out. <laughs> and it, that was impromptu, because Dan Farron wanted Lucky Pierre to, to do the whole old Bushwhacker Royal Rumble thing, where he enters the Battle Royal, gets thrown out, and marches back, and... So I uh, I was supposed to go on before Thunder Kitty, and uh, as they were about to introduce her, I said, "Damn, damn, let Kitty throw me out. She's the only woman in the battle royal." So I said, oh, "Okay, I'll, I'll you know get her in." And uh, so Thunder Kitty goes in. Uh, then I run in. She throws me out. <laughs> and and actually, the 2013 battle royal did double duty too, but this time I let Lucky Pierre play a little more in the ring. Get his nasties in. <laughs> yeah, I am going to miss MPW yeah. quite a bit. Th- th- that was really fun. I guess I guess you'll be starting your own wrestling promotion. Ha 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 ha! ha. <laughs> no, I've been married twenty six years. I'd like to shoot for twenty seven, twenty eight, twenty nine, thirty, maybe. Oh, you should start it, and then you Positive. could use the next. You could say that you're you're quitting because you're married. <laughs> <laughs> your wife told you to quit. That's right. So funny. <laughs> Oh, but no, I, I I think Logan is making the right decision. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, we've all had a lot of fun. Well, it's like when I when I tell you, like, if you have family, mm-hmm. it's a little harder to keep doing this something that's. Oh yeah, yeah. Really, more of a hobby. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. I mean, you do it for kicks. That's if I was going to promote indie wrestling, I'd have to have enough money where I could keep it afloat and not go broke and I'll just be doing it for kicks yeah wrestling isn't business to me it's fun and it's ambience and if it's business then you're really worried about it yeah, yeah. <laughs> you wouldn't be in it <laughs> right man it's, if, if, it's if, not it's not like it, it's it's not a business you could recommend to people to get no, into no like, I wouldn't as I far wouldn't. as promoting because it's like you really have to know and even the guys who know how My to do it my advice to somebody who said I want to be in the wrestling business I'd say okay first thing is there anything else you love besides wrestling? If they say no, then I say, okay, get a vasectomy and give your life to wrestling because it's 
Yeah. It's first thing you got. First thing you got to do is you got to talk to other people who have done it. Yeah. <laughs> and no, then they'll exactly. tell you. They'll tell you like if they're being honest, they're going to tell you that it's not as exactly. It's not as as ask people who who aren't starting a wrestling school because they won't tell you the truth. <laughs> <laughs> there's so many. I yeah. mean, there's some good people running. In there are. There are. And one of the things I liked about MPW was it. It was fun. It was like. And it, it had kind of a family feeling, you know, once a month we'd get together and... Yeah, everybody and that's how a lot of... Yeah. And I, I met a lot of really fun people, and I did really like seeing the younger guys, just the excitement they have, being new to the business, and, you know, I, it, it... Now they'll never get into PWG. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. I hope they don't, because their bodies will be uh, destroyed in short fashion. And that's not, not that's, PWG. That's, but last I that's saw, a totally different level. The last I saw PWG, it's real strong style wrestling. Yeah, it's not. It's not for everybody. Yeah. It's not. That's not like. Yeah, I will be, say it's the most enduring indie yeah. promotion in Southern California. How long have they been around? Ten years now, right? At least I think. I think they're long. celebrating their anniversary. Their was it? They, were yeah. they celebrating their anniversary? And well, MP- I saw, well, I MPW saw, actually started before Revol- uh, MPWG. And it's ending within the 10 years that it's been around. That's kind of... Yeah. That's kind of interesting. Yes. But that's the way wrestling... There's a lot of wrestling promotions that have come and gone. Yeah. I would say there are probably more indie promotions in existence in the United States more than ever in history now. Uh, I I remember being in the dressing room about two years ago, and one of the local boys says, You know, everybody says Dave Meltzer knows so much about pro wrestling. Why doesn't he cover our shows? (laughs) What... This this is Southern California Indies, dude. <laughs> was there that, anybody he, else there? Was, he, was there anybody else there? As he said, that's the that's that's thing that shocked me. There were three other people who kind of nodded, and I'm and I just flat out said, "Oh, and then he, does he go to Arizona? Then Idaho? <laughs> then, does he go to every state and go to every boys' club and elementary school where they're holding so wrestling shows?" You should have told Dave that next time. You, I wonder you if I him. did. I don't think I told no, him, but yeah, he would have sure. laughed. Because I mean, you you kind of there. You have to kind of be understanding that there's a certain level that your promotion's at. As it gets bigger, maybe it does reach a certain. Yeah, level. Yeah, that's one thing I think. I, I you know, they'll probably deny it, but I I meet a lot of indie guys who actually do think where there are is bigger than it actually. Yeah, because they I actually mean, think it's a. It means more than it does. Yeah, because even even now when we talk about like. New Japan, how Dave watches a lot of New New Japan, but doesn't really watch a lot of the other. Yeah. I'm sure he watches it, but doesn't really keep up with it. But then you realize all Japan is really like dying. <laughs> all these yes. other promotions are like they're not the. It's not the same all Japan that we grew up watching. Oh, it's exactly, not, exactly. It's not 1985 or 1986 when it had like a sellout. It's like they're basically it's like a whole different. It's like animal. 14 guys, like yeah. I said, 14 guys. And Japan wrestling is a whole different animal yeah. than it was 20 years ago. Yeah. It's it's everything evolves, you know. Yeah. Well, that's all for this episode, ladies and gentlemen. Gentle math. Gentle math. I'm to take diction classes yeah. one of these days. Let's, let's spoil Breaking Bad for anybody who hasn't watched it. Oh! Darth Vader is Walter White's father. <laughs> Walter, I'm your daddy. Okay, that was a lame attempt at humor, so uh, <laughs> we'll cut it right here. We will see you very shortly, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for listening.